Hello, everyone. I'd like to welcome you to the next in a series of podcasts that I am doing to describe on the way. And today we're going to be talking about the topic of evangelization. And when, again, when people hear that word evangelization, I think a lot of times, at least I did when I was younger, um, I had the image of somebody coming to my door and handing me pamphlets and trying to teach me about their faith and trying to get me to come to their church. And so the, evan- the word evangelization for a Catholic as myself, a grown uh, a Catholic that kind of a cradle Catholic, um, was kind of a scary word. In other words, it kind of gave the impression that, well, if I really wanted to practice my faith, if I really wanted to be a true Catholic, that I would have to go and I would have to do those same things. And I was glad as a Catholic that I didn't have to go door to door and teach people about the faith and talk about the faith. That's because I think uh, there's a general attitude among Catholics, myself included at that particular time in my life, that Catholics know about our faith. You know, we, we know that our faith is good. You know, we know that our faith is something that makes us feel comfortable and, may, you know, we enjoy coming to church and we enjoy doing things, but we don't want to infringe on the rights and the, uh, you know, the expression of the faith of other people. You know, we want them to kind of come to the faith on their own without any kind of push or any kind of, you know, gentle cajoling from us. And so I think when we talk about the word evangelization, again, it, it, it does become a scary word for Catholics. But let me give you some background. And, and, you know, it kind of talks a little bit about the current state of the church today. You know, in the past, when, we came, when it came to evangelization, when it came to spreading the faith or, or telling people about the faith, in the past, we really haven't had to do it. And especially in the area where I live, um, where the majority of the people are either Catholic or they might be Catholics who no longer practice their faith. But the church in my area growing up um, was populated by immigrants. And those immigrants, for the most part, were already practicing faithful Catholics. And so they would go ahead and they would establish neighborhood churches or they would establish churches in towns. And so it, it wasn't really a question of having to go about telling people about the faith because as people came to this country, they already had that faith. And the church was probably a good thing to kind of anchor them in a, in a new community. Well, again, today, people don't want to impose their values or their faith on others. That's kind of just a prevailing attitude among people, especially here in the United States. And so we don't want to impose our faith. We want people to kind of practice their own faith, you know, and when we see that people are practicing their faith, whatever faith it may be, you know, we're okay with that. You know, if they're, as long as they're good people and they're living good lives, you know, that's all right. But yet, when we look at the gospel and we look at the, at the end of Matthew's gospel specifically, you know, Jesus tells us to go out and make disciples of all nations. And so when he says those words, go out and make disciples of all nations, you know, what's our attitude? What's our, what's our thought? Were they just some words or when Jesus commands us to go out and make disciples, did he really mean it? 
and did he really mean it for Catholics to do that? And so, you know, were those words that were just meant for years ago, for 2,000 years ago when Jesus said it, or maybe for the first apostles or the first disciples of Jesus to go out and spread the faith because there were so, so few of them? And now that Catholics are populated all over the world practically, you know, is it a question of, you know, do we need to go out or was it just meant for years ago? Well, I really do feel that they are words for now, and they are words especially for the world that we are living in right now. Um, so obviously, I think, as not only a member of the clergy, but also as a faithful Catholic, I think that there are words that we need to take to heart now and say, yes, I really do need to follow that commandment of going out and making disciples. So how do we go about doing that? How do we go about evangelizing people who don't practice their faith or don't have a faith or are maybe really hungering for a faith? Well, I think the precursor or the first thing that you kind of need before you even think about being an evangelist or being somebody who goes out and makes disciples is that you yourself have to have a relationship with Jesus. You yourself have to have a relationship with Jesus. You have to know that Jesus is your savior, that Jesus is going to help you no matter what part of your life you're living in right now. And so you need to have that personal relationship with him, not just a relationship with a church or not just a relationship with a parish, but a relationship with Jesus himself. And this attitude and this relationship that you have with Jesus must exude joy. In other words, you know, we're not performing as evangelists, as people going out and spreading the faith. We're not performing some act of penance where we go about and we kind of go and say, okay, well, this is the faith. And because this is what Jesus tells us to do, we really need to feel it inside of ourselves that, yes, this is something that I want to do. And so when we talk about our faith, and not just about the church, but our faith, we have to be excited about that. We have to be excited and show joy in what we do. And we can say how it makes a difference in our lives. In other words, how are we changed by being Catholic? Is it something that we just feel an obligation to do on a Sunday or when we fill out a form and they ask us, you know, what is your faith tradition? We check the box that says Catholic. No, it's something that really does have to make a difference in our lives, whether it's our prayer, whether it's our participation in liturgy, whether it's our, our relationship with our parish or the people that are in that parish. Those are things that really do, do make a difference in our lives. So when it comes to our faith, then, it's not a question of just knowing facts, you know, not, not knowing facts, but actually living the life of a Catholic. You know, first and foremost, you have to live a Catholic Christian life. In other words, you have to be authentic. That's what people want nowadays. You know, we can't go out and make disciples of all nations like Jesus tells us if we are presenting something that's not authentic not something that they're going to glamour onto, not something that they feel is going to be of value in their life. And so we have to go about doing that because that's really what people want. Secondly, when we respond to inquiries, when we respond to people who are saying, "Yes, I want to become a Catholic. I want to I want to kind of, you know, ex I want to explore this faith a little bit." 
we have to respond in a gentle way. We have to be. Re- we have to realize that we have to be with people, that we have to know people, and that we have to love people. In other words, we have to realize that people, you know, of all from all walks of life, each have a story, and each story is something that needs to be told. But it's important to know that, you know, their story might have moments of sadness. It might have moments of struggle. It have might have moments where they might not necessarily, you know, be living a Catholic life yet. But what we need to do is we need to gently bring them along with God's mercy. In other words, we have to take the long view. We have to take the long view. We have to realize that evangelizing evangelizing even an individual person is a process, not a moment. In other words, a person is not going to be converted but to the faith by something that I get up and say one day. You know, it's something that they might have been thinking about for a while. It might have been something that they are, you know, they are struggling with, that they are discerning in their life. And that might be the one thing that that they might say, okay, this is something that I want to do. This is something that I want to be become part of. But it's not going to be anything that I say that is going to have a great deal of wisdom that is automatically going to make them do a 180 when it comes to their faith life. It's important that we realize that the the process of evangelization might take time. It might take time. And then fourth, it's responding immediately. You know, it's responding immediately to someone who inquires. It's responding immediately to someone who is searching for the faith, but not overwhelming them. We move at their pace, not at the pace that we think they should be at. And so we respond, you know, we respond immediately to things and to inquiries, but we give them time. We give them time to discern. We throw them a little bit of a nugget of information or a little bit of something to reflect on and to think about so that then they can go back and kind of come back to us and ask more. And then it's also the other big part of evangelization that I think we all need to be realized today is that it's not just bringing people in that don't have a faith practice or don't have a faith tradition but it's also keeping them there once we have them. And that goes for people who might be cradle Catholic. You know, so the whole idea of the new evangelization, which is what letting people know about Jesus and making people have that relationship with Jesus is something that is important for the church today. You know, many times, again, if we go back and we look at our history, especially the history of people my age, you go back and you see that, you know, they might have been coming to church just out of obligation. They might know what they need to know from a religious ed or a CCD class or, you know, maybe something that they've read on the Internet or whatever. But they really don't have that personal relationship with Jesus. And that is what the new evangelization is all about. And so there are other areas of our faith where evangelization kind of has to go hand in hand with. It has to go hand in hand with adult faith formation. And not just adult faith formation where we put somebody in front of a classroom and kind of teach them about the faith. It's about small group sharing. It's about faith sharing. It's about sharing what's going on in people's lives. It's about pastoral care, another area. 
So again, we have to show people and meet people where they are at the times in their life. Maybe it's a baptism. Maybe it's a first communion. Maybe it's a death. Maybe it's an illness or a sickness. And then it's also catechesis. It is teaching them about the faith. But maybe sometimes that catechesis part needs to come afterwards, after they are exploring that personal relationship with Jesus. And so, you know, if we, if you don't have that personal relationship, like some people that are cradle Catholics, you know, we have to make sure that we show them that, yes, you can have that personal relationship with Jesus. And you can do that through parish missions, you know, which I would be able to, to provide to your parish. They can, you can do that through retreats. You can do that through spiritual direction. You can do that through many, many different avenues in order to develop that spiritual and that personal relationship with Jesus. And so the new evangelization, as well as the evangelization of old, is kind of done with love and compassion, meeting people where they are in their faith journey. So let's give you the example then of the early disciples. You know, the early disciples, when we, when we look at the early disciples of the church after Jesus said to them, go out and make more disciples, you know, this, the disciples after Jesus ascended into heaven didn't wait for permission to act. You know, if you think about that, they didn't wait for permission to act. They didn't say to themselves, well, I'm going to wait until somebody comes along and tells me to go out and do this. They felt compelled to go out and do it. And so they didn't wait for permission. And they gave an alternative. They gave an alternative to the culture of the time. That is what people are longing for. People are longing for maybe something different in their life. You know, we all see people nowadays that are looking for fulfillment in many, many different areas of their life. And maybe they're trying to find fulfillment in relationships. Maybe they're trying to find fulfillment in family. Maybe they're trying to find fulfillment in material things. And those are important things. You know, we all need material things. We all need a, a, thing, a place to live. We all need a place to work. We all need those things in our life. But if we look at people today, they are longing for something different. They are longing for something to show where God is present, where there is the other, where there is the supernatural, where there is the 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 way of looking at things in a different way that what is what is our life about you know just now not just now but what is our life going to be like when we get older what is our life going to be like when our earthly life is done so people are looking for those things and so we have to give as a church and as evangelists we need to give an alternative to the culture you know uh, chesterton said you know, something he said it very poignantly. He said, you know, each generation, each generation is converted by the saint that contradicts it the most. And we, as evangelists, are called to be those saints. We are called to be those saints in the world today that contradicts the culture that we live in and is, goes about converting the people that are in it. And when we look at those early disciples, success is not guaranteed. In other words, Jesus told those early disciples to go out two by two. But what did also he said? He said, if you're welcomed, stay there a while. If you're not welcomed, 
shake the dust off of your feet, and move on. And that is what we're called to do. And many of them, you know, in the early church, obviously were martyred for their faith. You know, they were martyred. They, they gave up their lives for their faith. And that is what Jesus is telling us as well, is that, yes, success might not be guaranteed. We might give up our life. We might give up a piece of our life. But we need to go out two by two. We need to go out and evangelize. But if we don't, are not successful, realize that maybe we just planted a seed and then shake the dust off of our feet and move on. In other words, we're not afraid to fail. We're not afraid to fail. And, and that kind of goes against the culture that we live in today, too, because we are so success-driven. And when we, are, we don't achieve that success, when we don't achieve that goal, we feel that we are failures. But we have to realize that the road is hard. And yes, the culture is against us. But it is God who goes about making those disciples. We are being used as instruments to make that happen. In other words, we're not obligated to change the world, only our little corner of it. So how, as on the way, how can we provide you with services in evangelization? Well, we can certainly do coaching. Talk about talk to parish staffs, individual people on parish staffs, about ideas for evangelization in an individual parish or in an individual family. You know, many times we want to evangelize the people in our family. How do we go about doing that? We're ready to help you in that regard. We can do in services for staff and for parishioners and committees, and we can combine these avenues, combine these ways of doing things with other areas of on the way. So as I mentioned, adult faith formation, pastoral care, parish missions, retreats, spiritual direction, and catechesis. So in other words, we can provide you with a holistic approach to making disciples and to go about listening and following Jesus' command to go out and make disciples of all the nations. And so I thank you again for listening to me today on this particular podcast, and I ask God's blessing upon each of you. And so go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. <laughs>